Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, August the 25th, 2022. It is currently 2.05 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studios located right here in Abilene, Texas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, how's it going? I have to ask you, how are you doing? How is it going? How is your Bible study on the book of Amos going so far. Now, I know you haven't done anything with the actual book yet because we're doing the book background method. If you are brand new to everything, I mean, this is Amos part five. So if you just are tuning in for part five and you don't know what's going on, we are utilizing what we are calling the comprehensive book Bible study method. And we're using that Bible study method on the book of Amos. What I'm trying to do in these broadcasts, and I greatly stress trying is to figure out how to kind of walk you through the method step by step, but still try to produce something that will be beneficial and interesting. How to balance that out, I haven't quite figured out, right? Because just like, well, let's work on this step. Some people will not find that to be very exciting, but it really, I I hope someone at some point will like, you know what, those step-by-step kind of instructions and walking through it was beneficial. I'm hoping someone will say that. If not, then I'm going to just spend a lot of time doing this, but I I think it will be worthwhile. Maybe maybe it will take on kind of a a different feel when we actually get into the book. But you know what? In some ways, this is very important. In some ways, I think I think maybe what what, what I am creating here is it literally kind of an audio illustration, right? I I think what we're creating is this. A lot of people, when it comes to all of this book background information, who wrote the book? When was the book book written? Where? All of these kind of questions and things that we're looking at. All right. Someone says it's it's, uh, beneficial to them, but I pay them like $50 a, a week to say positive things. So we can't really take what they say into consideration. But just hear me out here. I think in a roundabout way, Then in the minds of many Christians, this idea of like, okay, I'm going to study this book. In their mind, it's like, well, then just open up the book, start reading it, and start studying it. And I've tried to argue, no, 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 no. Before you open the book, you get to spend all of this time studying the background. I mean, basically what this is going to turn into, we're, we're going to spend literally a week on just the background to the book of Amos. And I think a lot of people think that that's ridiculous. So in a roundabout way... By doing these episodes the way I'm doing them, even a lot of people are going to be like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. That's just, who cares about that? That's just boring. I don't care about that. Really demonstrates the problem in much of the church. I will argue that much of the mishandling of God's word, misinterpretation of God's word is because people aren't willing to take the necessary steps to do it right. We want to rush past the background. We want to rush past the survey. We want to just start reading and start telling everyone what it means. And so much of the mishandling of God's word is do that. So what I'm trying to do is take you through the steps, which then will create a feeling in the minds of some people, that's a waste of time. I don't care. In fact, look at the numbers. I'll just show you. I'll just go to the Church One app. And I'll just show you. Now, I try not to look at these numbers because they can be very discouraging, but I'll just show you. I I, I don't think I'm wrong, okay? Um, 
Let's see here. Okay. Well, okay. On Bible study exercise Amos 1. Okay. Uh, Bible study exercise Amos 2. Part 2 is the highest number. Part 3, drop numbers. And part 4, drop numbers. So 1 was at a certain number. 2 went up just a little bit. And now they're starting on a downward trend. They're on a downward trend. And I think that's what we're going to see. We'll see the numbers start going down because people don't really want to hear me turn on the microphone and go, okay, well, let's, let's work a little bit trying to figure out when was the book written? Who is the name? Like all this basic information, especially the way I'm presenting it. So now I know, I know in a roundabout way, what I'm, I'm, I'm making, you could argue a couple of things. You could say, well, you're just making excuses for the lower numbers. I could be making an excuse, but I'm going to try to look at it in a positive way because I've just seen this my whole Christian life. You can't get Christians to actually engage in this kind of study. They won't do it. They just refuse. They're not going to grab notebooks. And reference tools. Oh, there's always some. Make sure you hear me out. There's always some. I'm talking in general. The majority just like, nope, not going to do that. So when you when you actually start teaching something on the book, maybe I'll tune back in and hear something on Amos. But I don't I don't want to actually walk through this method step by step. And I think the numbers may reflect that. But I. In some ways, I'm glad because it may actually prove what I've always said in regards to the church and Bible study. I just think that my whole Christian life, it's just, I, there's always the few, there's always those few who will, but the majority will not. Not not only will they, 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 they are bold about the fact they're not going to do it. They're proud about the fact they're not going to do it. And they don't even feel the slightest conviction about not doing. They would almost argue, I don't have to do that. But then they'll be the ones right there when, when, when they disagree to tell you you're wrong. It's really an odd and weird phenomenon that I don't think I've yet been able to, to unpack or figure out about Christianity. But I've kind of noticed it a little bit here. I'll have to check the numbers on all the different platforms to see if that's like, oh, oh, they're studying Amos. Boom, let's tune in. Wait, what are they doing? Wait, he's just going to kind of walk through each step? Oh, that's boring. I don't want nothing to do with that. Or because I don't think many will go, oh, let me grab a notebook and the re- and the reference tools and the resources. And um I'll go along with each step. That'll be fun. I, I, I don't think many will perceive it that way. But I say all of that just as I'm, I, I'm basically just trying to talk it through in my own head, trying to understand it, trying to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I told you, I told you that I'm, I'm going to struggle here trying to figure out how to present these episodes. But um, I, I think in a roundabout way, I may have created kind of an, hey, th- that these episodes are going to serve as an illustration of maybe one of the major issues in the church, or at least I perceive it that way. Others may think that's not the problem. Others are more worried about critical race theory, where I'm more concerned about the fact you can't get Christians to actually have any meaningful engagement in Scripture. That that's That's my perspective. But let's stop talking about that. We are using the comprehensive book Bible study method. This is four methods put together into one. And the first really step of these four methods is what we call the book background method. The concept is before I can study the book, 
I need to know everything about the background of the book so that when I step into the book, I'm not all confused and discombobulated and just walk into the book saying, it's all about me. But I understand that it's written at a specific time for a specific people, for a specific purpose. And I need to have that information so ingrained in my mind that I don't forget it as soon as we start working on the text. A lot of pastors are really good in that first sermon where they do the overview of the book, giving you some of that background. And then it seems like two weeks into the sermon series, three weeks into the sermon series, they've already forgotten about who it was written to, why it was written, and it all becomes about us. It's It's so deceptive because people say, well, no, my pastor gave the book background information. Yeah, but what good is the book background information if you ignore it when you actually get into the book? You've got to bring it with you, okay? So we're working on this. So this is what we've done, all right? In the book background method, you obviously you choose a book, which we have. I did that for you, Amos. You're to gather all of your tools, which hopefully you have all your reference tools. You're to list those tools, abbreviate it, right? So that you can you make reference to them in your notes. And then we start with what sometimes we refer to as the vital questions, the who, when, where, why, whom, what. We, we, uh, we did things like who wrote the book? When was the book written? What does the events, uh, when does the events talked about in the book occur? Where was the book written? Why was the book written? Whom was it written to? What was going on when it was written and what was going on at the time of the events in the book? We've kind of worked step by step through all of them. Today, it's very simple, class. Today is super easy, okay? This is going to be very quick and very simple. We now come to the step where you are to research the geography of the book. Now, typically, if I was to teach the book background method by itself, at this point, I would tell you, go through the book, just skim it and look for any reference to a place, anything that would reference a place or or, or a geographical area. And, And then you would research that. But I'm not going to tell you to do that. What I want you to do is based on all of your reference tools that you're looking at, Bible Dictionary, Bible Encyclopedia, Bible Handbook, whatever you're looking at, as you read the things it has to say about Amos, trying to maybe answer those vital questions and trying to get the background, anytime they mention a place, write it down and make that the thing you're going to research. And I'm going to tell you what you're looking for, though, all right? But I'll give you an example, all right? I'll just give you an example. Right here, I have the Ultimate Bible Guide, UBG page what page is this? 185. Let me just give you an example. All right. The book begins with uh, just mentioning that Amos is the 8th century prophet from Judah to the northern kingdom of Israel, has given his uh, name to the book as its composer. His name means burden bearer in Hebrew. Okay, now let's stop right here. Just note that first little paragraph. We have Judah mentioned, and we have the northern kingdom of Israel mentioned. So, Here's what I want you to do. Now you can you can add to this list, and if you if you have things that you think we need to, to look at, you can let me know. But here's what I've already started making a list in my notebook. I just put geography. All right. First thing you need to do, you need to read, identify, just make yourself familiar. You can read uh, Bible dictionary entries, whatever about Judah, the Southern Kingdom. But listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. 
This is not an opportunity for you to become an expert on Judah, the southern kingdom. What you need to do is all the key elements about Judah, the southern kingdom related to geography. Like, okay, so where, where are the key cities in the southern kingdom? What are the major cities? Okay, where, where are things located? Remember, we've already, early on, we figured out that Amos is from Topeka. Uh, I was going to say Topeka, okay, Tekoa, all right, Tekoa, a village near Jerusalem in the southern kingdom of Judah. We've already figured that out. So we need to know about the southern kingdom of Judah. Just the key elements. Now, this, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat this like about 3,000 times. So just stay with me here. This is very important. This is the question. When you start reading the things about geography and you start reading about these places, this is the question. What is the effect of the surrounding geography on my understanding of this book. You only want to pay attention to how can this, think of it this way, how can this geography understanding, this information about geography, help me better, be better prepared to study the book? How does it impact my understanding of the book? Sometimes the geography, I think, is so vitally important, right? I think, okay, that gives me some idea. That kind of gives me an idea of where they are. Or Okay, that may, that may explain why they were so scared at that. Oh, that may explain why they were so confident. That may, just anything about the geography that you think helps you understand the book. If it doesn't help you understand the book, right? As you, because here's what's going to happen. Some are going to start reading about Judah, the southern kingdom, and next thing you know, they're going to be like, I don't know. They're going to be like off in la-la land. And you're like, no, come back, come back. I don't know what you're talking about over there. That has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. Just focus on the geography and how it may help or impact your understanding of the background to the book of Amos. So Judah, the Southern Kingdom. If I got right here, the uh, Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, they have an entire entry on Judah, Kingdom of. It is how many pages? Uh, basically, almost three pages um, of information on Judah, the Southern Kingdom. Guess what? Or Judah, the Kingdom of. Guess what? I don't need to know all of that information for this purpose. I just need to skim it. Oh, it names a city, right? You may want to look up a map. Where, where exactly... Where exactly is this located? For example, let me let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. I'm going to go to um, let's see uh, Jensen's old Te- uh, Old Testament survey. I'm going to go to Jensen's Old Testament survey, and right here, um, let me see. I don't think they help me here. Oh, here's a map. Okay, okay. So they give me a map, uh, and I can see where Tekoa is. I can see on this map, I can see the whole area of Judah. Look, here, just I'll give you an example. I just look, I just, this is just one map that I'm looking at. Here are the places that are mentioned, all right? Okay, good. So good. See, this is why, this is why I need people listening and participating in these episodes. Someone just says, I think what is difficult about it is not, is knowing what will be helpful before reading the book. So we keep it minimal, right? Yes, I agree. Here's here's your clues. First, as you're reading any of your background information, if they mention certain places and cities, you know you probably want to have at least a basic a basic understanding, right? And then there and then when you're reading these long entries about Judah, the kingdom of, you're going to find all kinds of interesting things. You're just going to have to go, oh, what what only relates to geography? And you're right. Some of it may 
You may not know if this is going to impact it. So just summarize it. Even if you don't know, even if you're like, I don't know if this is going to help me uh, understand the background of the book, at least summarize it. So for example, I look up one map. Now, as soon as I look up this map uh, for Tekoa, I find Tekoa. I see that it's found in Judah. All right. So now on this map, I have Tekoa. I have Jerusalem mentioned or, or shown on the map. I have Gath, G-A-T-H, uh, Hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, all of that. And then I have Beersheba. Jerusalem, Gath, Tekoa, Hebron, Beersheba. I would say all of those at least read a basic idea of it. When, it. when it comes to Jerusalem, what is the significance of Jerusalem as far as it relates to Judah, the southern kingdom? You should probably know that, right? That's a basic thing. Is there any significance to Gath or Hebron or Beersheba? Especially Now, remember, you don't, now this is important. The only thing that would be significant about these cities in the study of Amos would be how these cities play a significant role in the divided kingdom, because we know we're in the divided kingdom era. We know we're in the divided kingdom era. Just doing your basic background, you already know that. So if they give you information about the significance of Hebron before the divided kingdom, unless it helps you know something about it during the divided kingdom period, it may not be. So you got to really think about what, what do I need? I need to know during the time of Amos, what is significant about these cities? Well, Jerusalem is going to immediately be important based on the current situation that Amos is living and ministering in. That, that Jerusalem is going to be significant. What about Hebron? What about Gath? What about uh, Beersheba? Tekoa, he lived there. So that's significant. So see, just looking up one map, when I, when I look up a map and of kind of a sense, Judah, the southern kingdom, well, here I was looking up a map for Tekoa, but that gives me all this other information about uh, Judah, the southern kingdom. So look up the geography, any information that pertains to the geography of Judah, the southern kingdom. You can look up, obviously, anything that relates to Tekoa, which you already have done a little bit of that, but you can, you can, you can write it down again. It doesn't hurt you. Here's one. Let me go back to the ultimate Bible guide. Let me jump down to where it said, oh, okay, wait, let's go back to that first paragraph in the ultimate Bible guide. Amos, the eighth century prophet from Judah to the northern kingdom of Israel. Now here you want to look up the geography of Israel, the northern kingdom. All the geography of Israel, the northern kingdom. Now, again, basic, it's, 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 you've got the, you've got the, uh, Northern kingdom, southern kingdom. Southern kingdom has a capital. What is the what is the capital of the northern kingdom? You just want to have a basic understanding of that. So just right there gives us a, a little bit of information. Gives us a little bit of information. Uh, let's see what else I have written down here. Okay, for example, all right. These are these are the things that you want to work on. I'm just trying in this particular case. I'm trying to just give you what I'm trying to help narrow it down for you. So you want to do something on Judah, the southern kingdom, only that which relates to geography. You want to do something which relates to Israel, the northern kingdom, only its geography. I'll just go ahead and throw this one out there because I think it's mentioned. See, is it mentioned here? Let me see here. Um, yes, this is on page 187 of the Ultimate Bible Guide. 
Second uh, Kings 14, 23 to chapter 15, verse 6, and Second Chronicles 26 provides the historical narrative for the two kings mentioned in Amos. Under Jeroboam II, the northern kingdom of Israel experienced its golden age of peace and prosperity. Jeroboam ruled a kingdom from the city of Samaria that extended to Damascus in the north. All right, so guess what? You want to you find out basic information about Judah, southern kingdom, that pertains to geography. You want the basic geographical information that pertains to Israel, the northern kingdom. You want the basic information about Samaria. You want the basic information about, if I can go back here, to uh, about Jerusalem, again, geographical, Gath, Tekoa, Hebron, and Beersheba. Just the basic geographical information. Where are they located? Anything. Just... Just you, you just gotta, you're gonna have to figure out what you need and figure out what you don't need. All right. And then if we go back to the ultimate Bible guide, I'm trying to show you how I'm finding the list, the names of all these places in my uh, material. But look at this. This is from page 185 of the ultimate Bible guide. This book, speaking of Amos, preserves the divinely inspired prophecies that Amos made during his ministry of undetermined length. He and Hosea were the only writing prophets to the northern kingdom of Israel. Once again, the northern kingdom of Israel is mentioned. During Amos's day, the people of the northern kingdom felt politically, economically, and religiously secure. Amos announced that these were false securities. Political Assyria would soon assert itself as a major threat to Israel. Economically, the good times had led to social corruption. So, Assyria. You need to know basic geography. You don't need to know everything about the Assyrians and about Assyria. You don't need to know anything about the Assyrians, just the geography of Assyria. So, let's go through these again. Just... This is just, this just took minutes. I just looked up one source. I got, oh, I got two sources. I got the ultimate Bible guide and Jensen's uh, overview of the Old Testament. That's all I have right here. I've got the Nelson's dictionary here where I started looking some of these up, but I, I, I'm going to stop here and just give you this list because this, I think, will be pretty sufficient. Now, if you think there's like, wait, you missed a big one, you can let me know and I'll turn the microphone on and talk about it. But here we go. Book background. This is Geography, the geography of Judah, the southern kingdom. What is the basic information, basic geographical information that you need to know? And just as you're thinking about, how does this possibly help me understand the book of Amos? Does it have a lot of help? May not be a lot, right? Because I think now by looking at the background, I think we have, a, we have enough information to know that Amos, for some reason, is going to minister to the northern kingdom, even though he lives in the southern kingdom which is kind of interesting, right? Right? Two, only two writing prophets to the northern kingdom, Hosea and Amos. All right. So, Judah, southern kingdom. Next, Israel, the northern kingdom. That makes sense. Definitely want to know, you definitely want to know a little bit about the geography of Israel, the northern kingdom, because that's where Amos is going. That's who he's going to minister to. Next, I gave you some cities uh, of, the southern, of the southern kingdom. Jerusalem. Gath, Tekoa, Hebron, and Beersheba. Jerusalem, Gath, 
Tekoa, Hebron, and Beersheba. Now, you may find a list of cities in the northern kingdom that you need to write down. I gave you one, Samaria. You definitely need to know that one. You definitely need to know that one. So Judah, the southern, the southern kingdom. Israel, the northern kingdom. Need some of the basic cities of the southern kingdom, Jerusalem, Gath, Tekoa, Hebron, and Beersheba. You need to know Samaria from the northern kingdom, and you need to know Assyria. Just the, ge- just the geography, just the geography, just the geography. People are like, oh, did you know that this happened to the city? And did you know? And did you? And like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You're, you're losing focus. Just the geography. Where is it located? Anything significant about the geography? I mean, you need to make this as basic as you can make it. There you go. There you go. Now, I could start looking some of these up for you. I could start reading some of the information for you and say, well, I think that's significant. I think that's significant. I think I could, but I'm not going to do that for you today because I got to keep changing up each episode, make it different, right? Some of the others, I was reading the information here I'm, I'm and telling you where I got it. All right, so someone says, okay, but for the what was happening question, we can go beyond the geography, right? Yes, what was happening, the question where, if I go back to my uh, notes here on the book background, what was going on when uh, it was written? What was going on at the time of the events in the book? Yeah, there you're going to go beyond the geography. But when you get to the geography portion, you're just narrowing in. Okay, where was that located? Where was that located? All right, all right, what was, okay, they were here. They were here. Okay. All right. That's all you're focused on. And just, uh, just trying to ask, how does this geography help me better understand, in a sense, the background setting for the book? How does it help me understand? How does it give me some, some sense, some, some context of what's happening? Uh, so it's a matter of keeping good categories. I think so. I or. Or just re- it's just a matter of being disciplined and finding the information that relates to whichever category just that you're working on. Knowing your category, knowing what you're looking for, and not going beyond that. For that category. The other category, you will. And, 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 and I think a lot of people get nervous, especially the way I'm doing the book background, because you're like, well, I don't know if I'm getting all the information. It just That's Okay. All you need to know is a general idea of where we're going. Once we get into the book, a lot of that information that maybe you could have found, you're going to end up having to deal with it when we get into the book. We would be doing the book background different if we if we were doing it by itself. If we were doing it by itself, we would, I would probably be going, no, go into more detail. Wait, how come you didn't find this? Now I'm going to be like, wait, why are you looking at that? Stop looking at that. Okay. Because 
Here, we just want to get the basic information, and then we're going to go do the survey of the book. Then we'll start working on the verse-by-verse, basically, analysis or, you know, chapter-verse analysis of the book, and then we'll do the book synthesis. So so as we get in, taking it all apart and putting it all back together, you're going to have plenty of opportunities, probably stuff that maybe you could have found in the book background. You're going to, you're going to be able to discover it that way. Because we're going to find things in the book, and we may be like, I don't really understand that. Oh. That means we probably didn't find it in our book background, so then we may have to go back and look at the background. All right, there there you go. I, I, I feel bad doing it this way today. I really do. But um, I don't think it would be of great help for me just to sit there and read. Uh, I don't think it would be of great help for me just to go, you know, like, for example, I can grab the, the Nelson's. Illustrated Bible Dictionary. Judah, one of the two nations into which the United Kingdom of Israel was divided following King Solomon's death in 931 BC. Judah consisted mostly of the tribes of Judah and part of Benjamin, although Simeon apparently was included later. The kingdom extended in the north as far as Bethel. Okay, now stop right there. Or Bethel. Okay, now stop right there. Now, here's the question I have. Is there anything about Bethel or Bethel that would be play a significant role in understanding Amos. Now, as someone pointed out, we may not know until we get into the book. Right? Well, I, uh, Bethel, we know that the kingdom extends in the north as far as Bethel. So Bethel kind of serves as the, I guess, the far, farther, the northern boundary to the southern kingdom. Now, if I go back and look at my map that I have here in this book, um, I don't even see, nope, I do see Bethel. But see, uh, Bethel or Bethel is actually in the northern kingdom. So it's interesting. According to this, it says it goes, the kingdom extended in the north as far as Bethel. Here they have the boundary or the border right, like for the southern kingdom, right before Bethel and Gilgal, right before it. So was Bethel in the northern kingdom or was it in the southern kingdom? Do I need to know? Well, I could do this. Let's just look up Bethel or Bethel, however you want to say it. Let's look it up really quick. Just give you an idea. And see, this is just supposed to be laid back. Just, you're sitting down with a notebook and you're just like, you're just, you're just, you're just, there's nothing stressful about any of this, right? So like if we were all sitting around a table, we'd be like, okay, so what do you got? What do you got? All right, let's see if I could find it. Um, Let me see here. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, Bethel, the house of God, uh, a city of Canaan about 19 kilometers or 12 miles north of Jerusalem. Bethel is mentioned more often in the Bible than any other city except Jerusalem. Wow. Okay. After the death of Solomon and the division of the kingdom of, of Jeroboam, the king of Israel the northern kingdom set up two calves of gold, one in Bethel and one in Dan. So, so uh, thus Bethel became, or Bethel became a great center of idolatry. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that we have churches named Bethel or Bethel. Why would you want your church named after one of the great centers of uh, centers of idolatry? That okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm getting sidetracked. See, but that seems to say that it's placed in the northern kingdom. 
So just interesting that they they kind of place Bethel is where it's kind of like the Judah goes all the way up to Bethel, but obviously doesn't include Bethel. So Bethel's in the north, and it's a center of great idolatry. All right, that probably means just 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 my thinking. What I would probably write down, Bethel, I would probably write down just maybe like one or two lines of that information, but I, I, I don't think that's going to be of great, well, I don't know. I don't, now hang on, now I'm thinking this through. I'm thinking this through. Isn't Amos, the, one of the purposes of his prophecy is to confront uh, Israel for their sins and the coming judgment? Is one of their sins idolatry? If one of their sins is idolatry, then understanding Bethel may be greatly significant to help us understand their idolatry. Well, that, that may give us some insight. See, so so right there, we just kind of stumbled upon something, right? Like at first I was going to dis, be dismissive of it. And then I started thinking, okay, what, how could this help me understand Amos? And then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. Amos is going to confront them about their sin. And one of their sins is idolatry. And he's in the northern kingdom. He's, in, he's going to the northern kingdom. See, my mind keeps telling me he's in the southern kingdom. He was, he lived in, uh, he, li- he lived in uh, Tekoa, clearly. But no, he goes, he, his ministry is to the northern kingdom. Well, if he's going to, re- is going to confront them about their sin, I'm assuming idolatry is going to be an issue. And where was the idolatry taking place? Bethel, Bethel, right? So I think there it makes perfect sense. All right. I hope it does. All right. I'm going to stop right there because uh, we're having a, a little bit of, uh, according to the church one uh, notification or the church one indicator, we're having some internet issues. So I don't want to lose anything there. I could give you more examples of that, but you just reading through, looking for anything that relates to geographical thing. You're like, okay, you, you may have to look it up. You may have to take a minute to figure it out, but I've given you a number of things to look up. Judah, Southern, uh, the Southern Kingdom, Israel, the Northern Kingdom. I've given you a number of cities to look up. Now, I'll just go ahead and include this. Bethel, Jerusalem, Gath, uh, uh, Tekoa, uh, Hebron, and Beersheba. All right? And then I've given you the Assyria to look up and Samaria to look up. There we go. And if we did lose... Uh, are the audio for a second on the Church One app. I apologize. I don't know why the indicator turned green, but uh, we're going to stop right there. All right. So immediately we 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 kind of you see how we we kind of stumbled upon it. That's what I wanted you to see. I wanted you to see how it works. You just start looking up your resources. I, I would have almost blown right past Bethel because my mind was thinking, well, wait a minute, Amos is from the Southern Kingdom, but he goes to the Northern Kingdom. What's the center of idolatry? Bethel. What does Amos go to do? To rebuke them for their sins. What's one of their sins? Idolatry. Well, I think understanding Bethel may be of super importance. I don't have to understand everything about the city. And you say, well, that doesn't have anything to do about the geography. Well, it lets me know. It, it, it tells me where the city was located, and it tells me what the city was known for. Right, so in in a sense, looking for the geography, I find a little, just a little addition, additional information. All right, I want to I want to keep going through the dictionary, but that's okay. Oh, I could go through the whole thing and show you, but I'm just going to place it there. Do this: 
if you start working on this, you're like, I'm a little perplexed. I'm a little confused by, and you name the place. I'll turn on the microphone tonight and I'll go, okay, let's, let's all work together live on the air on that particular place. Someone is struggling with, what do I do with this location? You tell me, we'll work through it. There we go. Now, next, after we work through the geography, then we need to uh, do a little bit of work on the historical background and then the religious background and then the political background, all right? And then the cultural background and then summarize. There we go. All right, I'm going to check my, uh, okay. Uh, someone said a minute ago, thank you. So I'm hoping it was beneficial. All right. Today was more kind of just getting you going in that direction. All I can say is please, please stick with it. Please, please. We need Christians who will actually study. We we need that so bad. It's so missing in the church. It's so, everybody wants, you know, a little study guide and do just a couple of little things. Nobody wants to do the work and dig in. But it, but it's so, it's just, I just have such a hard time with that. I don't want to really do the work. I don't want to really do all of this, but I sure want to tell everyone what it means. Or I want to interpret it for my own life. How do you even dare come close to doing that if you won't do all of the work? So, all right. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right. I, I have a feeling someone's going to be like, but that stuff about idolatry, that's not really geography. Well, no, we started looking up Bethel. We figured out where it's located and immediately we, we, we found out that it's about idolatry. So it, it, it's still remotely connected to the geography. I know that expanded it just a little bit, but I'm not going to go through everything about it. But immediately I see something important there because it's located in the Northern Kingdom and they're going to be rebuked for idolatry. And at Bethel, that city, and knowing where that is, knowing a little bit about its geography led me to knowing just, just enough to see the significance of the city, which could greatly help me understand the, the rebuke for idolatry. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening. Well, I don't know what the plan is for the rest of the day, but we'll, we'll figure something else out. We always do. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.